Hey everyone, Tom here, Alf Patalica, back with yet another episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are tackling the final reload song of the run. I know, it is a very upsetting occurrence. Where the Wild Things Are, the rare Jason Newstead composition, Where the Wild Things Are. We're going to get into the song, we're going to get into the guests, we're going to get into what you think of the song as well, at Metallica Pod, of course. Follow me, at Metallica Pod. Uh, one of the things that I really like to do is to hear you know your feedback on the track and what you enjoy about the song, so reach out to me there um follow us on all the different platforms of course as well we're on spotify you can get in touch with metallicapod at gmail.com if you enjoy the show and you want to give back to the show such as one of our kind guests does today uh patreon is there basically all the episodes like this go onto the patreon first so you can listen to the show initially uh before it goes onto the main broadcast there is itunes as well if you dig out metallica and you want to help spread the word you can leave us a review on there and of course tell your friends as well about this show about this uh about this platform but uh but yeah today we've got a bit of a unique thing we've actually got two guests uh a married couple the Savettos. i mean we've had ralph before but sarah so nice to invite you to the show finally <laughs> thank you i'm happy to be here and uh, talk to me about you and Metallica then. Like, h- how did that begin? Well, when I was little, I grew up in a small town that we didn't even have a movie theater, but oh. we did have a roller skating rink. And every night they would play Enter Sandman. Right. And so I was used to that. <laughs> so that was the initial uh, initial invitation to it. And then as I got older, I got more into... Um, maybe the alternative side, I had a lot of sound garden and bush and things like that. And then load and reload came out. And so I was now back into Metallica and then went to college. Um, girls are weird and we pretend like we're married to celebrities. And most of the girls that I was friends with were quote unquote married to boy bands. Well, Me and my best friends, we were not married to boy bands. We were married to guys in Metallica. And because I was a drummer, I was married to Lars. Mm. And my best friend Joy played guitar, so she was married to Kirk. And then I had two other friends, and I can't remember which way they went, but this this was Jason time. So I think Stephanie was married to Jason, and Amber was married to James. But anyway, so we're a little weird that way. <laughs> I mean, wh- and then are we talking like posters on the wall and stuff. Like, what sort of level of marriage is this? And it's just whenever news would come out, you know, we would be all on board with it. And oh, there's my husband talking about Napster or whatever. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, we all kind of I don't know. We're just it's just stuff weird weird stuff young girls do. So, mm-hmm. and then I started talking to good old ralph here and the first album that i actually purchased was saint anger and Mm. so when we got together you know we weren't living together or anything so we each had a copy and we we had two copies once we did move in together and get married and everything for quite a few years and then i think we finally sold one of them whichever one was in worse shape (laughs) but yeah so now we have all of them my first metallica show was with ralph Mm. and all of them have been with ralph i've so only see them in Ohio and then California when we went out for S and M, but uh, yeah. So it's been mostly my husband and our wedding song, of course, with nothing else matters. And nice. yeah, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, you know, Ralph is always on Twitter and stuff like that, posting about music, etc. And yeah. you know, it's great to follow him on there. To the nearest hundred, how many rock shirts does he have? Because it's seemingly a limitless supply. Oh, like, oh, I would say probably three hundred. Three hundred. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm out of space now in my drawers. I'm yeah, he's going to have to make decisions. But one of the neat things that I keep seeing online is that you can send in your T-shirts to somewhere and they'll make a big quilt out of it. Oh, so yeah. I'm thinking he might, he might do that and, and so he can make room for more because that's that's kind of our constant battle. And he's like, look at this shirt. It's so cool. And I'm like, where are you going to put it? Yeah. <laughs> and I just on my body. <laughs> And then I'll find some work for it after. Yeah, and you're going to be 500 pounds by the time you wear all the shirts at once because there's no room for them. <laughs> and uh, Sarah, you and Metallica, like, overall, like, okay, clearly, you know, you're a big fan. Uh, you're, you're married to Lars, et cetera, but, but before Ralph. Like, um, <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of all of their stuff? Are there certain periods you prefer or? No, I like it all. I, I even, uh, I mean, being a percussionist, I kind of have problems with St. Anger now because I don't like mm-hmm. the garbage can drum. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I still listen to it. I still I still rock out to it, and I still sing and scream and whatever else I do yeah. from, you know, from the beginning to the end, all of it, and in between, and all the diddles and all of that. I love oh, yeah. it all. So you were getting into, you know, you were, you were listening to the band when Reload was being released. Do you remember in particular encountering this song we're talking about today, Where the Wild Things Are? No, actually, I don't. It was later, like probably once Ralph and I got together because I didn't own any of the albums until we got together. Right, right. So I don't know that I actually came across it until that. Well, I take that back. There is a um, a rock station out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that would play some weird stuff. So I probably did encounter it there, but not memorably. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really remember it, but they tend to play weird stuff that's not singles. So I probably did, but not that I can remember. More so, in just we listen to Metallica albums quite often. So and it's funny you say weird stuff because, like, just in the sort of grand scheme of Metallica, this song really does stand out, doesn't it? Just the sound of it, the the way it's put together, and obviously yeah. it is a Newstead composition, which I said, which is you know a very unique thing in Metallica. Absolutely, and I, you know, his his point of view is quite different. Uh, most of the time so it's it's interesting to kind of hear this as part of a compilation you know the full album so and i believe what this is is third and last one right that's right okay that's it yeah just just three that he brought to the table and this is probably his most uh, well least well known most anonymous sort of thing there um you know obviously we're dealing with uh black black and misery but um yeah the song itself then you know reload you know, I've dug into Reload quite a lot, and it can be quite a languid sort of album, and the riffs are a little bit generic or whatever. But for the most part, I do quite dig this song, especially the way it gets sort of straight into it. We get the the, the pearls of those chords resolving into the arpeggios, James sort of mewing in the corner, and 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 the the the, the percussive kind of nature of um, Lars is playing very gentle and very mysterious. Before we get into the main riff, like, what do you make, Sarah, of the intro of Where the World Things Are? I. I think it's in line with the children's book. Right. I, yes, I think yeah. it, yeah, that it's kind of slow and, and building very similar to how, how that the children's book actually goes. And, you know, with four kids, obviously we've read that a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think just like you said, it's very kind of mysterious and, and slow to get started, but not slow in a bad way, just that it, it takes its time to build appropriately, I think. And you say the children's book, so yeah, the opening lyrics are "Wake up, sleepy one, it's time to save the world." And um, if if people aren't aware, you know, it is an iconic kids' book, uh, American book. Um, I I read it myself. I remember when the do you remember the film that came out about ten years ago or so? Yeah, which absolutely. Did you see that? I actually thought that was quite a good movie. I think 
that was you said it was about 10 years ago i think so so i was a new mom again at that point so mm. i'm pretty sure we put it on and i fell asleep right yeah no <laughs> i get that i get that it's quite uh the actual anthropomorphic yeah. costumes are quite alarming james gandolfini is one of the voices as well and he's quite like a depressed monster and it's very sort of millennial kind of aspect and karen O did the soundtrack the soundtrack to that film is great but um yeah where the world things are so so it is kind of based on the novel to a certain extent and then it goes off into different directions it's quite cool though that it's called where the world things are it's quite a captivating title mm-hmm. i would agree and i think it's interesting that they really bring in the military part of it uh pretty quickly mm-hmm. um so that's always interesting too that it, i mean it does talk about child and it says child in it and and that sort of thing but then they bring in the toy soldiers right off pretty quickly so yeah 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 you can tell that these are sort of new steady lyrics it just kind of reads a bit different to how james would write and uh certainly some of the yeah. imagery later on that we'll get to but um but yeah it has this kind of kind of kind of sleepy kind of enigmatic vibe and then we get into you know the, the metallica bass of the song you know that that big riff as it marches forward like it's really effective right mm-hmm Absolutely. It, it keeps the cadence going and it helps that building feature to get to that, uh, the further down part where it's a little off. Than- and it, mm-hmm. it has, it has like a, the, the kind of like martial feel to it too. Yes. yes that's that's what I, was- I, I got a sort of Alice in Chains vibe with this. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to him when we were listening to it right. and kind of preparing forgot to bring that out. I was like, this is kind of like an Alice in Chains vibe. Mm. I definitely Oh, the words out of my I mouth, that, Tom. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the last things I wrote. Yeah, it just I has said, that sort of, sort of grindy, yeah. And I, yeah, obviously we know the guys like you know adore that band, and you know so much of Load and Reload is indebted to that in in, in certain ways. But um, you know, this is a reload. This is a reload song. So this is this is a longer song. Um, interestingly, this is the third longest song on the record, six minutes fifty-three. And again, I think that's uh, maybe slightly where I take issue is just I don't think there's quite enough in this song. You know, like Alice and Jens, it does take its time and it doesn't really develop that much beyond what we learn. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoy it though because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know I grew up in the time of. Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and all that kind of stuff was like my meat and potatoes. That's yeah. what I listened to most of the time. So this was kind of not necessarily like a reintroduction, but I, th- I think it's sort of obviously load and reload are their version of being part of the alternative. Yes. Yeah. Boom. It, it, it kind of goes that way a little bit. More. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I dig it. I don't, well, and it's, Metallica to have an almost seven minute song. That's just it a Metallica is. thing. <laughs> no, you're completely right. Yeah, but you're kind of right. There's, um, it's not like, uh, say, like a uh, Master of Puppets where there's like, you know, 85 different riffs yeah. and you know, speed changes and all this other kind of stuff. Although the, the middle section is pretty interesting, what they do with that. Yeah, it is. It, no, agreed, yeah. So we kind of get past the, the, the second chorus, uh, you know, Toy Soldiers Off to War, which, again, it isn't that anthemic or melodic, perhaps, but I think just in terms of the, the, the tone you were saying and, and, and lyrics, and it does kind of pull together, and it is interesting uh, territory. Giving way to a solo section, which, I mean, you know, it, it's Reload Kirk doing Reload Kirk, really. It's it, it's war-drenched. Yeah. Uh, it was effective, but not like super memorable or anything. No, it just kind of 
it was there. It was a solo, but eh. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. It was there. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I feel like such a downer every time I bring up this stuff, but just it kind of safe note choices and kind of meandery blues boxy stuff. And, you know, it, 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 it sort of, Kirk likes to follow the chords and get a bit of guidance from the rhythm as to where we go. But then we get into that section that you mentioned, Ralph, that really interesting multi-layered section with Hetfield sort of speaking against himself and, and talking of, um, uh, you know, robot chessmen and, and, and marionettes. And it's quite bizarre. Yeah, that section is really weird. <laughs> it's like a, a huge battle with children's toys. Yeah. <laughs> I actually would have liked it if it would have been a completely different voice that you could distinguish against mm. James's. I think that would have been more effective maybe, but yeah. I, I get it. He was a vocalist. That's why he did it. But honestly, Jason's voice isn't that bad. Maybe he could have just yeah. done it, but I like you that. know, uh, or had a really rocking lady come in and do it. I don't Absolutely. know. <laughs> yeah. Marion faithful coming back or something. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That, I like that. But, uh, but yeah, and, and as a result of the two model voices, they kind of go over each other, don't they, Sarah, to a certain extent? It can be a little difficult to catch exactly what's being said. Yes, that was one of the problems <laughs> that we had when I was looking up the lyrics just to make sure that I understood them. They were wrong because yeah. I didn't go straight to Metallica.com. I just Googled it real quick. And the one poem it, it, where it says rattles, they said like, what was it? S's, it's, it's, R or something. It's <laughs> wrong. The first line is you swing your rattle down. Yeah, and I think it said instead you swing your ass on down. Or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, wait, that, that's not the lyrics. There's no way that's the lyrics. No. <laughs> so yeah, misheard lyrics, misheard lyrics, Metallica style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. It's through. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that uh, you know puppets get mentioned as well here. Not master of puppets, hand puppets storming the base. Yeah. And like marionettes say, slingshots far in the air. And just this whole juxtaposition, Sarah, of the juvenile with warfare. Um, it's pretty innovative, right? It's quite clever. Yes, I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Is It stays consistent with the book, with the uh-huh. getting into fights with all the toys and all that kind of stuff. So, But to kind of bring it to light as a song, I, I, think, I think the lyrics are, are effective that way. You know, maybe it is uh, a little meandering slightly to my ears, but I think one of the things that I, you know, everyone talks about reload being a new direction for the band. In many ways, I see it as a bit of regression, very kind of kind of blues based and a little formless. But you know, I've got to give commendations where it's due. Songs like Low Man's lyrics, songs like Where the Wild Things Are. This really is Metallica going into uncharted territory. You know, and respect for that. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're very uh, out there interesting songs they took a lot of uh chances with these songs and and putting them on a proper record mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, yeah. that's the thing with them. i think they kind of they stay true to metallica but they also kind of reflect with with the times and not obviously not pop music because ew but yeah. they, <laughs> you know they started out with thrash and you know they're really 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 fast and sometimes they would get melodic but most of the times it not quite as thrashy as Slayer, but you know they were right mm-hmm. there. And they get into the Black Album, and it becomes more melodic and more, I will say, palatable for the masses. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then move into the Load and Reload, where they're kind of there. It's Metallica's version of Alternative, basically. That it still is Metallica because Alternative songs aren't seven minutes long, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that they do that. And then moving into the New Century, you know their response to 
uh, what rap metal and new metal yeah. and whatever else. Definitely, they just yeah. do Metallica version of it. And honestly, there are not many artists that are this old that do something new that you can like listen to. I actually heard somebody say that you, you have bands that you liked from ages ago and they'll put out something new. You listen to it one time and then you go back to your old favorites. Well, that's not true here. And I think that that's very progressive of them. I will say to that. They don't always play the same thing. And I, I kind of like that they challenge that. And as a musician, musician, I can definitely respect that, Uh that it gets boring playing the same thing over and over and over because let me tell you, I was in the marching band and how many damn times I played the friggin' fight song. I could just, right. so, you know, moving on from that sort of thing, obviously I didn't always just play marching band feel, music, feel, but feel. still mm-hmm. just get tired of playing the same thing over and over. And I'm really surprised that they still play, uh, <laughs> enter Sandman every night, to be honest with yeah. you, because that's got to go. But people like it. So hey, they do. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like 1500, 1700 times or so. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh and, my gosh yeah and, but they're, they're fearless you're right they are fearless like out of interest what do you think of lulu what do you think of metallica's lulu um pass pa- <laughs> <laughs> i i listened to it and i i just couldn't i couldn't wrap my head around it in like some experimental stuff i mm-hmm. can get behind like the new tool album that one's pretty neat okay. it's different um it's still tool but you know they take done some experimental stuff with that i can get behind that but i don't i don't know the lulu stuff is just i i cannot get behind it and and like ralph has kind of taught me it's it's really lou reed with metallica it's yes. not metallica exactly. featuring lou reed. it's the other way uh-huh. <laughs> so just back up yeah i don't i don't know if he was able to make it through the whole album with me <laughs> i actually listened to the thing because i'm like i gotta give this thing a chance there yeah. could be something i'm missing yeah. But I really don't think I missed too much because I didn't. I, I no, I get that. Like it all that yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever listened to the whole thing in one sitting. I don't know if that's physically possible, but um, I've. I uh, I mean, <laughs> by virtue of doing the show, obviously, I listen to these songs a lot and kind of gone piecemeal one by one. And certain things, I do. I, I certainly respect the project and understand it a lot more than I did before. But uh, yeah, no, I get your. Uh, I get your standing. And as we always do. Uh, on Metallica Pod, we reach out to you guys on Twitter, see what you think of this song, where the wild things are. Michael says, one of the very few listenable songs on Reload. I cite this tune as one of the main reasons not to consider Reload complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, Mr. Clint Wells from Metal at Your Podcast says, love it or hate it, this is one of Metallica's most interesting songs and Newstead's final creative contribution to the band. I've always loved the strange chord progression and dark anthropomorphic lyrics about toys coming to life. A great reload deep cut. I mean, Ralph, no surprise that Clint's a big fan, right? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, and he gets uh, he gets kudos for using the word anthropomorphic too. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy, and he's got a good vocab. But yeah, good good to hear from Clint as always. Uh, Sabbath Bloody Podcast says rhythmically thrilling. I never grow tired of it. So much going on, but it works. And a deal finally saying lyrically, this one reminds me of the song Euthanasia by Metallica. Children growing up in a world that failed to prepare them for oh. life. The imagery of both is so unique and vivid. Babies being hung out to dry in a storm, and toys coming to life as if to fight in a war. Um, do you guys feel that? Does it is, any euthanasia? your vibes or i guess yeah i guess you could get some of that mm-hmm. out of it i mean yeah i don't know it's if not a tenuous a deal that. but i appreciate it nonetheless you know <laughs> so yeah, uh so, so yeah guys um but, in terms of uh this song then sarah any final thoughts on where the world things are 
everyone should listen to it. It's a fun song to just sit and sit back and listen and let your mind kind of just go for a little bit. If you need to need to just zone out for a little bit, just sit back for the nearly seven minutes and give it a listen. It's good stuff. And interesting that it's never been played live. Yeah, I, I don't know if it ever will be either, unless they come up with some sort of a uh, acoustic rendering of the song. Mm. I, I don't see it being played live anywhere. I think it'd be good acoustic, though. Yeah, yeah it might it work. work. A bridge school benefit or something like that. Like pe- People would like to see it dusted off, especially because it's a Newstead track as well. I think it adds a, a little bit of added romance, maybe, to the fans, you know? Right. Is that why they're avoiding it? Maybe. Do you think that they don't want to... They're just like, okay, we have Rob now. Deuces. Yeah, yeah, but they play, but they do play Black and all the time. That's I mean, they true. do. Yeah, well, they they cannot not play Black and but. And yeah. that that is, of course, you know, Newstead's uh, most recognizable oh, song. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's his. And then whiskey signed by by Rob. We went to Chicago and got our whiskey bottle signed by Rob. Oh right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was that was my little contribution to my husband. He didn't. I saw it first, and I was like, "Hey, you want to drive to Chicago?" And he was like, "Okay." And that's what we did. We went there. We stood outside of a grocery store, got looked at by the people <laughs> at the farmers market, like we were all nuts. And then we went in. We shook his hand. He signed our bottles. We got a picture, and we got drunk really fast because it was early in the day, and they gave <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. I didn't know that. So, so did you? What you just spotted in there by chance, or? Um. I forget. I think we follow Blackened on Instagram and Facebook oh, okay. and maybe Twitter too. And they put it out there, and I was like, "Well, Chicago's not that far, right? We could do that." <laughs> so yeah, I think we might have been the farthest ones that came, though. Mm. Yeah, it, it sounded like it because well, and he didn't even know where we lived. <laughs> we had to tell him. <laughs> so um, like in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that. It's, it's like whenever I go to America and it's like, I, I don't say I'm from Birmingham. I just say London because people just don't really know <laughs> where Birmingham is. And it's just like, obviously you guys would appreciate it if it's Sabbath or whatever, but most people are just, you know, just, yeah. just, just say London. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> Sarah, we'll close with a few quick five questions. Uh, the first of which being, what is your actual favorite Metallica song? Oh, <laughs> Oh boy! Ah, oh, you should have prepped me for this, yeah, babe. Yeah, top of the head, kind now, of whatever you know. Honestly, in and I don't know. It, it's probably what's the one with the video with with Kirk with the antlers and stuff. Oh, oh until it sleeps. Until, yeah, that one. Until it sleeps. I couldn't think of the word. I am not much of a wordsmith today for sure, some sure. reason, but yeah, I think until it sleeps, I really dig that one a lot. And then, of course, special place in my heart for. Uh, Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> every concert too. <laughs> and uh, what about album by the band? <laughs> Pick a winner. Yeah, as I say, honestly, probably either load or reload. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, because just when I really got into them yeah. a lot. That makes sense. So, yeah, as I say, one or the other. I don't. I don't know. Just say the loads. The loads. <laughs> the, the loads. I understand yeah. the loads. Yeah, and both uh, of them I mean, together favorite member of the band but i guess you're gonna pick who you used to be married to right no it's it's my fake husband lars and i still to this day when we go and see them i'll I'll post about it to my friends and they all laugh at me and i'll say oh look my husband played the purple drums for me (laughs) (laughs) and they get it and i know i'm just a dumb thing we did in in college when we were like 
15 years old, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just a memory we have. So, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, probably yeah, Lars yeah. was wrong. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. How can you not go with Lars, especially Kim or James, the engines of the band? And seeing them, um, seeing them live. I mean, you discussed before that you have seen them live a few times. So, so how many times have you seen them? Five. I think you're a five. Five, and it's going to be six and seven in May. Oh, is that so we're the, going to go down? Is that the, the Sonic festivals? Temple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the one in Columbus. So I'm seeing them in Ohio again. <laughs> That's cool. What, but two times playing at somebody's. Airbnb. What is, that, uh, and, yeah. what is that festival, the Columbus one? What's it called? It used to be Rock on the Range, which I think is a cool name, but they switched it to Sonic Temple so that it's they can expand their musical horizons outside of just rock. I think they still mostly do rock bands. That's still mostly rock. Yeah, but they, they can invite others if they want to. And then they have a lot of comedy and art, like uh -huh. physical art. Um, so they wanted it to be more than just like, okay, you're coming to a rock festival. They're, they want it to be more inclusive of all kinds of art. And I think they wanted to add like better food. Right. Yeah. The they have more out. artisanal food stuff, okay. which is good. I think all I could eat was grilled cheese <laughs> the last yeah. time we went, which I can't eat that anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Is it, I mean, uh, this is just me imagining it as a Brit. I don't, I don't know, but it seems like. Because music festival, rock festivals here in England and Europe are giant. Like, are, are they getting bigger in America? Like, or have they always been a thing? I think because we're so spread out. Yeah. They're not as big. I mean, this one's pretty big. There's mm, a lot of mm. people there. But being in the middle of Ohio, like, Ohio's not that. Sure. I don't know. It's not New York and it's not California. So, and they didn't even do the one in New York this year. They were supposed to do the 30th anniversary of, or not 30th. 50th, right? I think so. Uh, Woodstock. Woodstock oh, this yes, year. Oh, yes, they were, yeah. That's right. It, it, yeah, and they didn't end up doing it. So no. I don't... Yeah, so they're they're big, but yeah, we watch them on, online and stuff, the ones in, in the UK and in, in Europe, and mm. it's like, holy crap, you can't even yeah. see the end of the crowd. It's so big. They're, it's not that big. <laughs> it, seems, it seems, though, like they are um, adding more festivals. Yes. Yeah. As we go here, because really... Um, Back when I first started going to concerts, I don't remember too many festivals no. being around other than uh, them doing Woodstock 94 and then Woodstock, Woodstock 99, 99 where everybody yeah. killed each other. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. My roommate broke her leg there. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously you've always had Coachella and stuff, but it's like over here, yeah. which is, you know, the legacy of Glastonbury and Isle of Wight and Download and Donington. And it just, it just feels oh, a bit more codified, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, they're doing. There's, I think there's five festivals. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. spring, summer. Mm -hmm. so and there's other festivals besides for that. So, like I said, it seems like they are adding more as we go along. Yeah, I'm just on the uh, Sonic Temple website now because I was intrigued what the lineup is, but they haven't announced it yet because obviously. No, it's it happened. Only Metallica. Yeah, it's just Metallica. Yeah, it's literally they've got a picture of Metallica there, but I'm sure that will sell so many tickets. But 183 yeah. days to go, and um, okay, that's 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 really cool. We'll keep an eye on that definitely. And I guess final question then, Sarah, if you were to do a podcast like this about another band that you love, what's the band you'd like to cover? Uh, probably Bush because that's really. Okay, yeah. That favorite band i kind of fell off because i'm not gonna lie once the whole like cheating thing came out i lost respect for him as a person okay what, so what, like I sorry i'm completely unaware what, what happened <laughs> um 
Gavin Rossdale was married to Gwen Stefani, and it came okay. out that he was cheating on Gwen Stefani with the uh, nanny, who actually looks a bit like her. Oh, damn. And now they're, they're completely divorced, and he... I don't know what he's doing, but she's now with a country artist, so apparently she has a thing for accents outside of California. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Didn't even know that. I'll pass yeah. me completely yeah. by, but... Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm just, look- I'm just looking at a picture now. The nanny looks person. completely like Gwen Stefani. That's crazy. Yeah. Good, so that's a shame. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, a Bush podcast. Okay. I can't say I know much of their music, but... They are a really popular band. Indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're from your neck of the woods. Are they Are they British? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they are. I, didn't, I always thought they were American for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Shepherd's Bush, right? Oh, I is that what I it's think that's from? why they're called. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So uh, I always think of John Bush, Ralph, for some reason when I think of Bush. Kind of like an old Metallica <laughs> figure. So, yeah, get mixed up. John Bush, yeah. John Bush, there's the name. So, uh, so yeah, guys, this has been great. And as always, follow us at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we're pretty much done with this original run now. We've got like two, three, uh, sorry, four songs left. We've got Rome, uh, which we've already recorded with Harry. That was a great episode. Uh, then Whiplash, Whiskey in the Jar. I've already actually recorded Whiskey in the Jar as well. So both of those are on Patreon at the moment if you want to listen to them. And then You Really Got Me, uh, their Kinks cover, which I'm going to do solo as the final episode. Uh, iTunes is there. Patreon is there. Go support us on all those platforms, please. And, um, yeah, Sarah, thanks so much for coming on. This has been really fun. You are so welcome. It was a good time. And uh, I guess finally, like, is there anything you'd like to promote? Can anyone listen to any of your music or... <laughs> um, no, I started having uh, making babies instead of music, right. so that's kind of gone by the wayside. Unfortunately, I would like to pick it back up, but uh, yeah, not not at this time. Maybe maybe one day. We got one out of the house. We got three to go. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening. We'll be back next week for Rome and Ralph and Sarah. Thanks for your time. This has been really great. Hey, thank you too. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm.